G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, we do like to check in with Greg Bonda, Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Hello, Greg. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Good morning. Uh, Greg, before we get into some of those issues I mentioned, just to say there is something significant that's happening today. A day in court. The Satanists are taking the Queensland State Government to court and wanting access into Queensland State schools to teach religious instruction classes. And it might be a bigger discussion next week when we find out what the outcome might be. But uh, what are your thoughts for the fact that that is actually happening today? Yeah, look, very disappointed, Neil, but I agree with the Queensland Education Minister, quite frankly, and uh, who called it a stunt, and it's nothing more than a stunt, really, because what the uh, what the Satanists are trying to do, Neil, really, is to try and piggyback onto this religious freedom bill. They're saying that Satanism is, is in fact, a religion, but what they're actually doing, Neil, is to promote Satanism uh, and, and claiming that uh, Satanism will rebel against the Christian God, and they want to be able to use pentagrams, black cloaks and skulls and candles and phrases like, do you believe it? Hail Satan. We do not want this in our education system, Neil. So I look forward to hearing the outcome of the court case today. We will look forward to it and we will talk about it. And some will say, well, if it's a stunt, why are we talking about it? The interesting thing here, Greg, that if there are such things as Satanists who worship the devil... And uh, as far as I'm aware, uh, the Satanists deny there is a devil. So that's an interesting uh, twist in all <laughs> yeah. of that. But but the, uh, that's very interesting because the devil is in the context of our Christian biblical understanding of the way things work uh, in the spiritual realm. So in some sense... Uh, the Satanists getting a little attention here. Actually, in some sense, uh, for the Christian believer, and lots of Christian believers have some background in occult. They know this stuff is actually real. Uh, but it actually, actually, for the rest of us, will say uh, there's an opportunity to give glory to God because there's someone who's actually promoting what we might even align with a Christian view. So uh, mm. let's. Uh, there's a positive in there, but let's not get into that because there's plenty yep. of other things to talk about. Let's save the rest of that conversation perhaps for next week. Yeah. Hey, let's talk uh, the new research that's come out. Uh, same-sex parenting, the silent victims, some evidence growing of the destructive nature of same-sex parenting. What are your thoughts on what's been happening? I think this is a story out of the UK. Yeah, it is out of the UK and also some work out of the USA as well, Neil, because uh, uh, I've been following this very closely because uh, there are more and more children being born today under the same-sex marriage uh, regime. In other words, what's happening is that uh, they're claiming that same-sex marriages uh, give the child the same uh, upbringing as a heterosexual marriage. Well, Neil, unfortunately, that is not the case. There is research now that shows, especially out of Kansas State University, that challenges the old mantra that there is no difference between the experiences of children of same-sex parents and those of the opposite sex. Well, that is not true, Neil. In point of fact, this research study has shown 
that there are issues concerned with family stability, sexual abuse of children by parents, sexual orientation, uh, mental health, and the consequences of same-sex marriage are quite real. And we need to be aware of this now because you and I as Christians know that uh, we're committed to the authority of Scripture and uh, we believe in a husband and wife being the ideal uh, marriage to bring up children in. So that research from Kansas State University, and listeners might want to follow through and find out what it says word for word. Interesting when you raise this, because there is a contrast between what the biblical Christian believes about family, about marriage, uh, than what our society has adopted uh, as that definition's been deconstructed. And I guess it's worth coming back to, uh, time and again, just what the Christian Mm. believes about marriage based on a biblical view. What are your thoughts here, Greg? Yeah, look, Neil, unfortunately, unfortunately, I've got to make it clear that uh, according to uh, my reading of the Bible, marriage is purely heterosexual, and you only have to go to Mark 10, 6-8, or Genesis 2-24, which really tells you clearly that uh, marriage is between a husband and a wife. The unfortunate thing about this, Neil, is that there are so-called professed Christians, and we've seen this and we've spoken about this over the, over the weeks, Neil, that there are churches out there that still want to make sure that uh, marriages can be between same sexes. Well, Neil, it is unbiblical. And if you're a Bible-believing Christian, then you've got to say marriage is heterosexual, Neil, and there's biblical proof for that. So let's not kid ourselves, Neil. Uh, Well, some will say, uh, let's not ruffle everybody's feathers. Let's just go along with the flow. Well, those changes have happened. But, uh, of course, uh, the Bible does not change. And as Mm. Christian believers deepen their faith, and go to new levels of maturity. And we're all on a journey, and some of us quite immature as Christians, some growing in maturity to a whole new level and appreciating the value of biblical truth. And you can't escape this one. The Bible isn't changing. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Uh, you've got to adjust, haven't you, here, Greg? Absolutely. Look, uh, let's, look again, I want to make the point that uh, same-sex marriage there is no place within the context of a Christian worldview. And, and promoting same-sex parenting, Neil, quite frankly, uh, is, 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 a, is a recipe for the disaster of the family as we know it, uh, where a child is brought up with a mother and a father, a biological mother and a father, uh, because otherwise they're going to be really, really suffering. And research is now pointing to that. Uh, there's a Christian newspaper in the UK as well that has <coughs> highlighted <coughs> the disadvantage of same-sex marriage. So, Neil, let's keep an eye on it because really it is very destructive in its um, in, in its intent. And uh, there are some in the community and uh, even some in the Christian community that find it, you know, in that sense, uh, you know, uh, confronting. Uh, even some will say offensive uh, to hear that that's what the Bible teaching is. But as you mm. say and as I maintain too, the Bible isn't changing. And as Christians, sometimes even though we might have compassion for people who are going through all sorts of challenging and even confusing situations in their Mm. lives, we can't ignore that the Bible is quite clear on issues around marriage. Hey, let's talk Olympics. Uh, When we've talked Olympics before and uh, pre-Olympics, we've sort of said, uh, you know, it's the wokest Olympics ever. And there are all sorts of things that made the Olympics quite woke with the inclusion of transgender people in in the Olympics and uh, the threat to women's sport. Hey, but you've been identifying those Christian believers who've been quite open about their faith and doing well in their 
way that they are serving God with their gift as athletes. Uh, what are your thoughts for what's happened in the Olympics? Yeah, Neil, as you said, we, we spoke about the Woke Olympics and no doubt we saw the kneeling down on one knee. We saw the transgender people getting out and what have you. So, But I want to have some good news, Neil, and, and really we need to make sure that uh, we as Christians identify those people that are uh, uh, declaring their faith in the public arena. Now, you and I both know Eric Liddell. Remember the Scotsman who won the the wonderful Christian missionary who won that uh, 1924 Paris Games, the 400 metres race. His, well, his was life was, he was immortalised in the movie Chariots of Fire. Yeah, what a great movie. I got tears in my eyes, Neil, I have to tell you. Uh, the last time I got tears in my eyes, I had the sound of music, but that, that was... Uh, <laughs> but, but this is a wonderful uh, uh, achievement. But look, Neil, look what's happened. In the Olympics, and I'm so pleased, I got tears in my eyes again because... These people are declaring their faith in the public square. The Fiji Rugby Sevens, they gather together and sing a hymn. The US swimmer, Caleb Dressel, 24-year-old, won the 100 metres butterfly. Caleb put, all my trust in God was a statement. Committed Christian Sidney McLaughlin, again, Olympic 400 metre hurdle, said, giving the glory to God. South African Titania Shoemaker, uh, the 200-metre breaststroke people gave all glory to God. U.S. runner and teenager, uh, uh, Ating Mu, 800 metres Olympic gold. And she said this, as a follower of Christ, our main goal is to live in the image of Jesus in order to connect to God and get to God. Now, that's fantastic. Nicola McDermott, high jumper, she's a devout Christian, reads scripture every morning before going. To, 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 to compete. And, and the Campbell sisters, what about them? Kate and Bronte, mother read Bible to them every, every time uh, at, their, at their Baptist church. But, Neil, what a wonderful story that these Olympians can claim Jesus as their saviour and do it in a public arena. I think that's got to be well worth mentioning now. And you know what? The direct connection between sport and the biblical christian and uh, it comes down to uh, the apostle paul who uh, who had a wonderful yeah. saying about running the race and that really does connect the idea of of being a sportsman and there's meaning to sport too there's a there's a goal in sport uh, your thoughts on is it first corinthians yeah. chapter nine yeah so uh neil um one corinthians nine twenty four. do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one gets the prize run in such a way as to get the prize. They're, they are wonderful scriptural verses that one needs to take out into the public arena now. And uh, nice to bring that reflection on the Olympic Games, uh, that there was a wonderful, wonderful dimension there in those athletes who are not ashamed of their faith and not ashamed to speak up and talk about their faith and give glory to God for their athletic achievements. Hey, let's talk about Sydney. An example has emerged in Sydney where the rights of women are being trumped by those who are transgender. Uh, what's the story here, Greg? Oh, look, this is fascinating. Now, look, there is an actual organisation called the Feminist Legal Clinic. Now, that's fine. They're a feminist legal firm. But they have been set up to assist women and girls who have been abused by men, husbands or boyfriends or whatever the case may be, and they've suffered uh, male violence. All of a sudden, the Sydney Lord Mayor, the Sydney County Council, for want of a better word, 
uh, have decided not to fund their uh, uh, premises anymore. They've taken funding away because they failed to recognise transgender people. And the, the, the centre was arguing, look, this is a centre to give legal advice and support to women. Now, if you've got a male coming in who claims to be a female coming into the centre, that really counters the whole purpose of the centre. So quite frankly, you know, the council has joined the ranks of many Australian institutions now that are enthralled to the gender identity ideology, which is really sad now. And as I understand it, uh, the Sydney Lord Mayor has terminated a fairly modest accommodation grant mm. to this group. And, uh, and that's uh, that's the thing that's a big concern here because that in itself makes a statement about uh, these people making uh, their advice uh, available to women who are under uh, some level of uh, you know vulnerability. Yeah. I mean, it was only $10,000, the accommodation that the council subsidised them. And um, I've spoken to the centre since, Neil. They've now had to relocate and go further out into the western suburbs. And, see, this highlights, Neil, the collision between sex-based rights of women and girls and the asserted rights of those who declare a gender identity to be protected by discrimination law. Now, Neil, Neil, it's getting out of hand. We can't let women and girls who just seek support from their, from their legal centre because of male violence to be infiltrated by these transgender people who want to say, well, I am being discriminated against by not being allowed to be part of this women and girls you know, protection. Neil, it's got out of hand. It's ideology gone mad, and we need to make sure that we pray for this organisation, Neil. It is a prayer point, and uh, we'll talk about any campaigns you've got going and uh, give the website in just a few moments. Just another quick issue, if we can squeeze this in, Greg. A new documentary on Netflix called Pray Away, showing contempt for Christianity. Uh, What's wrong with this particular documentary? Well, Neil, it's nothing more than a... A, a denigration of Christianity, at, quite frankly. Look, the film, the latest docu- documentary, Pray Away, is yet another attack on Christianity by Hollywood. Much of the media, you, know, you and I know, love to denigrate Christians, and this film shows the contempt the entertainment industry has for Christianity. Quite frankly, there is a person who dan- uh, detransitioned now, uh, left the gay community and found God, and the film is now saying that, well, you know, this, this guy doesn't know what he's really doing. And what the film is trying to tell us that uh, if you are denying your sexual desires to follow Christ, you are just fooling yourself. Well, now, here's another film, very much Hollywood uh, uh, motivated against Christianity. And we, we've just got to make sure that we're careful what we watch on TV. And quite frankly, Turn Netflix away, you know, just go to somewhere else because what's happening here is this is indoctrination again trying to make us think that Christianity is not worth, uh, uh, you know, believing in. And uh, now this is another attempt by Hollywood to denigrate Christianity, which is sad. And the idea of hypocrisy or contradictory doublespeak in all of this around people who have uh, challenging uh, sexual identity here, this is an example of that, Greg. Yes, it is. I mean, look, this is the real irony and the the contradiction of the whole movement. The LGBTIQA 
cluster, I call it the alphabet movement, uh, on the one hand tells you that gay identity is utterly unchangeable. Yet on the other hand, it tells you that sexuality and gender are fluid. Make up your mind. What is it? Is it one or the other? So really, I think they contradict themselves. Their motives are impure, I believe. And it's an opinion that I've held for a long time. And when you've got films like this coming out, like Pray Away, all it does is denigrate Christianity. And we as Christians in the public arena now need to get out there and pray and make sure that we um, have our voices heard out there by all, in particular, I guess, Netflix and Hollywood, if you want want to go that far. And I think so many listeners will be aware of that double-speak uh, that contradiction that is there in the LGBT movement because as you'll remember Greg uh, mm. the lead up to the marriage vote we got same sex marriage in Australia because uh, because sexuality doesn't change and you have to have mm. same sex marriage but ever since then the whole movement has been all about being gender fluid because that's yeah. better for actually uh, growing the movement and uh, and enlarging the reach. So, yes, a big doublespeak, big contradiction. And uh, for those who look for hypocrisy, that is another issue there in that. Hey, Greg Bondar, always good getting your insights. Uh, any particular campaigns to be aware of that you've got running this coming week? Yes, we have, Neil. Very quickly, we've got... Um We've got a webinar with Greg Sheridan on Monday night. Just go to our website and have a look at that, and I'll update you next week on some really exciting uh, uh, events coming um, in, in the coming weeks now. And no doubt you'll be talking to Greg Sheridan about his new book, Christians, and you can register to be part of that, familyvoice.org.au, Voice. .org.au. Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.